Hello, friends. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Peak Earth. I'm Case Bradford. This one's with David. He goes by Wamachi on the web. That means breath, matter, movement. David has a wild story he shared. Small slice of it on this podcast, and I appreciate it because I was cracking up. David is brilliant, wise, and hilarious. His story is crazy. I'll warn you that there are some graphic and explicit moments in this conversation. So if you are sensitive, I recommend finding another form of audio entertainment. For the rest of you, thank you for tuning in. Hope you enjoy. Oh, I almost forgot to mention, we mentioned um, in conversation a few Twitter threads. I'll link those down below. Everywhere to find David online will be linked down below as well. And there was a moment where David's dog came in to the conversation. He wanted to be a part of the action. I left that in because it's my podcast and I made a creative decision because I enjoyed it. So um, hope you enjoy it too. I don't know why that was worth mentioning, but there you go. I'm told I need to make more of an intro, so this is me. This is me making an intro. Anyways, without further ado, enjoy. I'm here today with David. How's it going? It's going good, man. How you doing? Great. Glad we connected. We found each other on, on Twitter. We connected that way. We're spreading a, a similar message, um, similar similar perspective on health and fitness and vitality in, in general. What sort of practices are you are you getting into these days to to stay fit stay stay healthy i really like uh focus my day around i try to keep things in rhythm so like circadian cycles and stuff i try to always get up uh with sunrise i got up i got a kid too so that's really hard sometimes but I, you know you do the best you can and try not to be neurotic about it but i try to get up early get outside uh grounding i'm really big now there's a dude uh Sean Sean Tabinski. I don't know if I'm saying his last name right, but I follow him on on Twitter. I don't know if you follow him, but I've been doing a lot of his the stuff I took from him. So I do like kind of like Tai Chi stuff in the morning and movement stuff. And uh, he's really big on this idea like stretching, like you you get uh, range of motion into a joint or something, and then you need to like bounce or do play into it, and that's what opens the the area up, especially for like spinal stuff or knees or any of that kind of stuff so i've been doing that a lot and then i still go to the gym i still lift but i try to be uh you know strategic about it i do a lot of boxing i boxed when i was a kid so i try to keep that going and yeah that's pretty much it and then i just try to work out through the day like i see you doing that too like if i if i have like if i'm playing with kids i do that a lot too which is it's kind of sad now i got the dog here um but you don't see parents like play with their kids they can't play with their kids but like I go pick up my kids and it's just like I, I'm playing with the kids for like an hour at the school. And that's a tremendous workout, like getting chased by a bunch of five-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. Nice. But I try to see it more as like a lifestyle kind of thing than, a, you know, you know, we're doing this for an hour once a day. Yeah. Yeah. And it seems like a lot of what you mentioned those are so there's sort of as they build on it. Like it doesn't sound like you're making any sacrifices or really struggling to do any of that. It seems like it's all pretty enjoyable. 
No, yeah, and I think that's the most important thing, especially when you have kids. And I only have one kid, but I imagine the more you have, the harder this gets. Is it's you just have to have grace with yourself and be flexible because it's like there's going to be days it's just not going to happen. You know, it's like, and you can't be like, oh, I didn't get my grounding in today, or you know, it's who, who cares? You know, <laughs> just keep it moving and like get back on. You know, don't make a habit out of it. Yeah, and you grew up. In New York, is that correct? Yeah, I grew up in in um, in New York, uh, in between like Brooklyn and Long Island. Ooh, I got the dog. Bro. Sorry, he's gonna unplug us here. Um, yeah, and uh, you know, it's just um, a lot of craziness. It's weird, like getting out. I've lived all over the place, though. I, I lived in uh, Colorado for a while. I lived in Georgia for a while. I lived in Florida for a while. I lived out there for a little bit. Uh, or in Cali, you're in Cali, uh, Arizona. But I always got drawn back to New York, and yeah, it has that effect on you, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I spent some time there, never lived there, but there's definitely a unique energy there that isn't anywhere else. Yeah, for sure. And you get addicted to the craziness, you know, it's like in a certain, <laughs> in a certain sense, I guess. Did you ever see yourself? Where you are today, when back when you were, were living there and growing up, is this is this the life that you always saw for yourself, or is it somewhat of a surprise? No, no, I never thought I was going to live this long. I'm playing. I'm on the house's money right now, bro. You know, <laughs> like I made it past 27, and I was like, "This is crazy times," because <laughs> I was doing a lot of crazy stuff when I was a kid. So um, yeah, I, I didn't. I, it's cra I walk around where I am. I'm in PA in rural PA, and it's like barns and like wood covered bridges and and all that kind of stuff and it's just it's wild to me it's definitely a trip it's uh definitely interesting how how life unfolds not how you would expect or, or even how you would guess given you know the way it had been in the past yeah what are some like the twists twists and turns along the way it's like a complicated story yeah so like to tell it all is like i've had a bunch of people like oh you should write a book and i'm like i, don't, I wouldn't know where to start but yeah, I grew up, I grew up like very, very poor. You know, my parents were both a mess. My parents, you know, probably shouldn't have had kids, you know, but they were both a mess. And uh, so I just knew at a really early age, I had to like get out of the situation I was in. So uh, I got out of the house, I was probably like 13. But I had already been like in and out of the house before, the, before that. And I was like bouncing back and forth between a lot of places. And then... Uh, yeah, that that the whole my whole life from like thirteen to twenty is just like pandemonium. You know what I mean? It's like drug trafficking and robbing people and all types of crazy shit. And I got arrested a bunch of times, and somehow I just made it out of there. And I, I had this weird experience that my friend's mom was like a crackhead hooker, but she was also like a psychic. Like it was fucking. This lady was crazy. Like she would tell me shit, and then it always happened. So I'd listen to this lady. She'd be like, "Don't go to, don't go to da 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 some like exact place in the city." And then I wouldn't listen to her and I'd go there and some dude would try to rob me or something. And so I'd be like, after a while, I'm like, oh, you got to listen to Kelly. Kelly's like the psychic crackhead over here. You know what I mean? <laughs> but and it's a long story. And I don't know if you put that, maybe put the, the that thread or whatever, because it's such a long story. But anyway, this lady tried to kill herself and we like broke in her house and she had like Charles Manson, her whole house. She like wrote all over the walls in blood. Like who, the, who? I don't know what the fuck was going on in this place, but she she tried to slit her wrist the the, the long way, and then put herself in the bathtub. And uh, we got her out, and like I took her to the hospital, 
It was all this crazy shit. And then the dude at the hospital was like, yo, you should do EMS because this lady should be dead. I tourniqueted her arms, which I don't know how the fuck I knew how to do that. And um, that like put this like thing in my brain where I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to go do that. You know what I mean? So I went and I did that. And then that was like a big turning point in my life. And I like, I, I want to go to medical school for a while. And I did that whole pre-med uh, craziness. Wow. That's uh that's insane. I know it's a crazy story. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I'm glancing over it. Like it's so, there's so much like crazy shit in between that and that. But um, yeah. And then I learned a ton from med. That was my original thing into health too. Uh, I also have like, I was born, I had this thing, I had an issue with my foot. So I had to have like 12 surgeries before I was like six years old or something. Wow. So I had to, I had to figure out a lot of health stuff really early. I like didn't, didn't have a choice, you know? And then I got really into the health stuff too when I was doing the whole medical school stuff. And and so that's I know that <laughs> I'm still my mind's still a little bit blown from from that. Just imagining it, Kelly the Kraken. Yeah, I mean, it it is something that you'd see in the, in a horror movie, and you think, oh, that's you know, that's just a horror movie. But that kind of stuff does happen in in real life. And oh, yeah. I'm wondering, like, why do you think demon demons are real, bro? Demons are real. That's what I was thinking. That's the only thing that could come to mind is like, yeah. there's some, there's definitely some unexplored aspect of reality sort of in the spirit realm, demon, you know, sort of archetype. It's like, there's something out there like that, that causes us evil. And we don't know too much about it. I think people let it into their life. That's the thing, man. You know, it's like you make so many bad decisions over and over and over again. And then people, it like consumes you. And then people, like they don't know how to make a good decision, even if they want to, you know, it's a crazy thing. Like if you grew up in a really impoverished place and you watch the psycho psychology of people, it's just wild, wild to watch. Yeah, Cause people get like institutionalized into just making bad decision after bad decision after bad decision. And then after a while, you're just like, fuck it. And the nihilism is an easier road than, you know, like the idea of having like good stuff in your life doesn't even appeal to people in that mindset set anymore if that makes sense yeah it's hard hard to explain if you you see it in venice though i mean you see it all the time right yeah it's a deep dark hole and then once you get down far enough the light kind of just becomes in invisible you know you can't even really see it you're just in such deep darkness there's there's no light at all so you just kind of continue down that self-destructive path and just get your kicks in while you can i guess yeah there's a it's a it's a quote from the bible thing but i don't know jordan peterson has a thing he talks about it. it's like the cain thing the cain story one of the translations of that from Hebrew is like uh, when Cain kills Abel, but then God says something to him. He's like, you, you had a predatory animal like outside of your door. And instead of like driving it away, like you let it in your house, your house and you slept with it. You had sex with it and you bred like new evil. Like that's some deep shit if you wrap your head around it. Because <laughs> that's what it is. It's like, yeah, there was something fucked up. And instead of you making like a decision to try to unfuck it, you like you took it and you made like you were creative in making new evil out of the out of the thing which is like that's really what happens to people and they're swarmed by evil so the were you ever in a period of, of darkness like that oh yeah fuck yeah but the thing that was cool with me or or at least as a kid is like i just always was uh, i was always interested in uh philosophy and spirituality and uh, health but nobody around me was, you know? So like I would talk to people and they would just look at me and be like, bro, shut the fuck up. Like, I don't want to hear anything about this. I remember I, I was like reading once and one of my friends like saw me like reading a book and he like 
made fun of me about it for like six months. It was the funniest thing. He's like, I thought you were cool, bro. You read books. He's like, what the fuck, bro? <laughs> you know, so I'm, I'm envious of these kids, like these young kids on Twitter, because there's so many uh, resources for them. You know what I mean? It's like, you might be the weird dude in your town who's into a bunch of like esoteric health shit and philosophy, but like you can go on, on social media now and like find a community, which yeah. there's a lot of negative things about social media, but there's also a lot of positives if you, if you use it instead of letting it use you, you know? For real. Yeah, absolutely. That's such, it's the biggest double-edged sword our civilization has ever wielded potentially this social media. It's, yeah, I think so. I think so. Some, some, some kids in their twenties are just, Stuck, you know, watching endless yeah softcore porn on TikTok while other ones are yeah. to start start businesses, and it's like, yeah, dude, I, I have like wild self control, and I won't even put those apps on my phone, like TikTok or Instagram, because I would go on Instagram like to follow like near a toes guy or somebody who only has an Instagram who I who I respect, and I would just go into the search bar, and you get dragged into such a loop of absolute bullshit and then you're like why was i on here to begin with you know what i mean like once you pull your head out of it you're like what is this so i, I just don't even i don't even like deal with it you know yeah and it pisses me off that twitter is trying to do the videos because they're trying to do that same kind of brain aids yep. to everybody that instagram and tiktok does yeah it's you know? tiktok i've never even been on there but i've seen people use it i'm like this is straight fucking demonic brain aids yeah you know what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't know if you use TikTok. I'm not trying to insult you if you use TikTok, but it feels like you know what I mean. I do. I know exactly what you mean. I, I does. It feels sort of like some weird drug, like some weird cheap, it's like pharmaceutical. Yeah, you know, like pill that you pop when you're like done. If you watch too many, you can watch like so. There, there is definitely some like quality art on there. there there's quality craftsmanship on on every platform. But, yeah, but it's few and far between. It's like sure, yeah. less than definitely less than ten percent of, of the crap that that is is on there, and it's probably not worth wading through. But it's also they they took this form of the short form video, and now it's spreading to every social media platform, and and that's like the primary medium that we communicate with each other in a lot of ways now. Yeah, in, in uh, at least through social media and. Yeah, I don't know if it's good or bad. It's definitely shortening people's attention spans. Yeah, yeah, people's attention spans were already were already done, and uh, I'm I'm really interested in this idea of like classical education, uh, especially with my son, because I've gone like really deep down this like I've gone on this super deep dive into education and like what education means. And there was a there was an idea in Western they call it like a classical education in Europe up until like a hundred years ago, where it was like. You couldn't open your mouth and say any stupid shit unless you knew the history of ideas. And there was like just certain books, like everyone was expected. Like if you were a college educated person, like everyone was expected to hit these books. Like you read Dostoevsky, you had read the Bible, you had read, you know, the, the Greek philosophers, you had read Descartes, all this kind of stuff. Right. And what that stopped people from doing was like making the same mistakes over and over again, because a lot of the problems of humanity have already been figured out. But if you never like read those classic books, you don't know, like you're sitting there like talking about, oh yeah, we need to try socialism for the 4,000th time and kill another hundred million people. It's like, you just don't know, like this has all been solved already. <laughs> but how that ties back to the social media is like, I don't think you could take any, even college kids right now. And I don't think they would have the attention span to get through most of those books. They're too technical. You know, it's like, they're too technical and you really need to think and 
Yeah. And we're, we just don't have that. You know, they would, they, people read by going on YouTube and watching like Cliff Notes version, versions of things, you know, it's just like a copy of a copy of a copy, which if you read Plato, like that's hell. Like that's, Plato describes that as hell. It's like copies of, of beauty, but there actually is no beauty. Damn. Yeah, that's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but does it make sense? Like, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. but this is all like, how do we fit? So many of our problems need to be solved by like people being insightful and intelligent. And we got a, a big lack of that right now, you know? <laughs> it's it's true. Yeah, even just uh, attention in general, like a lot of what we need is what what is required to take care of what we need is like really scarce. Yeah. You know, whether it's, it's creativity and intelligence, like deep thought, um, focus, like all these things are being pulled, even just, just to have to go through the day. Like I, my, I work for a, a tech company and just like, Oh, the cool. sheer volume of different like windows I have to have open and different, you know, channels to look at all the pings and the dings. It's like being able to yeah, yeah. having to like focus on any sort of deep work is, is just like exhausting to the human mind to have to look at Slack and emails and like all these different platforms for, for incoming information while like also doing the work. And it's it's wild. Just technology in general is insane. Science has made us extremely powerful technologically. It's mainly mostly convenience but it's made us super dumb. We're like the, we're the dumbest smart people that have ever existed. We know a lot of things, but we don't know how to integrate any of that information. You know, and it's, we, it's just, you know, wisdom is like being able to take the abstract and the scientific and combine them so that it's like, you're using this stuff intelligently. And we just, yeah, we do a super a bad job of doing that. I, I, I work in tech too. I have a, a consulting company and I do health consulting kind of stuff too, but uh, I'm trying to completely get into that and get out of the tech stuff, which I've done. I'm like 50% there, you know, but uh, yeah, it's, um, it, it just, it, it sucks up all your attention. And then there's a problem with that. Cause you said that that was the first thing you said, you're like attention and attention is like the most important thing, right? It's like, in my mind, that's like the unit of sac like basic unit of sacrifice like where are you putting your attention everything in your life is like where are you putting your attention if you're putting your attention on good stuff like you'll you'll make good stuff if you're putting your attention on you know like you said softcore tiktok porn and <laughs> video games and uh, you know whatever like elections and politics and all that other bullshit that they try to suck everybody into yeah. it's gonna it's not gonna make something beautiful you know so yeah, but I, 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 uh, I empathize with you on the struggle there with that because I'm in the same boat, man. It's tough. Like Zoom meetings about nothing, like constant <laughs> Zoom meetings. About, let's have a Zoom meeting about a Zoom meeting about a Zoom meeting. And then we'll have another Zoom meeting with the manager. And what are we doing? It's the copy of a copy of a copy. And now you're in Zoom. Help. Yeah, these things work like up and down the hierarchy, you know? <laughs> Yeah, something that that has been growing over over my life. So I'm like I'm like 32. So I've you know luckily grew up kind of without a lot of internet presence through my through my younger, more formative yeah. years. So I'm still able to remember a time when the only access to infinite sort of entertainment was my own imagination. So I could like right, you know, right, right. I didn't have this portal in front of me to just like open and swipe up you know 24 seven. But how do you, how do you feel as a father like raising raising a son in, in this in this world that that has been evolving in an odd way the past you know, 20 years. Yeah. It's real. It's wild. It's hard to describe. I never really planned to have kids. Like that whole thing was kind of like an accidental thing. 
but I'm super like it all happened for a reason in a weird kind of way. And then all the weird shit that's happened to me in my life, I feel like was like on purpose for me to like know how to raise this kid. You know, it's it's super weird. And, uh, you know, I did that. I did that crazy thread on like parenting stuff that, that like blew up and a bunch. You know, a lot of people followed me from that. Uh, I think it's possible, but I think it's really difficult um, because like the baseline knowledge of what you need to know to like not let them a poison or b brainwash the living fuck out of your kid is like so high that it's like most people are like they don't even know that they're in the war you know what i mean it's like you it's not that you lost before the battle started like you don't even know that there's a battle like you're already just fucked from the from jump (laughs) (laughs) like you put your kid in a public school and it's like you know they're indoctrinating them basically and um yeah so that's what I think. Yeah. But my kid is like, I don't know. He's something he was born. There was like a blue, red blood moon, super eclipse or something. And that was the day he was born. And he's just been like absolutely savage since he was born. So I just don't really worry about him. You know, it's like he'll take care of himself. You know, <laughs> he's like the size of a 10 year old and he's four. It's crazy. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. I want to have more kids. So that's one thing I would recommend to anybody is like have kids early. You know, it's like I wish I had kids in my tw- I don't I don't think I would have been ready to have kids in my 20s cuz I was still I hadn't gotten my shit together enough, but what led to you kind of getting your your shit together? Yeah, so I mean all that all this stuff happened and I you know, I went back to college. I got a bachelor's in biochemistry and then I was uh I was going to still go to medical school and while I was in I went to paramedic school. And while I was in paramedic school, I kind of knew all that stuff from the bachelor's program I was in. So I taught myself how to code while I was in the paramedic school just to like to do it or whatever. And I was like working kind of part time for this. This guy I had met um, at the at one of the places I worked as an EMT and he had hired somebody to write some software for him. And it was just like not happening. The guy just was like taking his money and fucking him. And so I was like, bro, I'll write it for you, but just pay me what you're paying the guy. And then I did that. And then like, next thing I know that like spiraled into a bunch of work, into a business basically. So I ended up doing, um, tech stuff. Uh, yeah. And then I don't know. It's kind of weird. I was still, I, but I had the problem because I was like, I was reading all this house stuff. I was reading all this philosophy stuff. And like part of the time I was living in alignment with that. And then the other part of the time, like I'm still like this street kid, like i would like to go hang out in like the most dangerous bars in brooklyn and like gamble and play pool and like get into fights with people and like people would be getting stabbed and crazy shit and like i i didn't know how to um resolve it's a shot it's shadow stuff right like i didn't know how to resolve those two pieces of my personality so i was still getting in trouble and doing like doing dumb shit and uh yeah it's probably it's i didn't really get all that figured out probably until i was like 30 you know You know, I'm like, yeah, I don't know if that makes sense. It's it's another, it's a long story, but that's, that's the 30,000 foot view. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like, at least for me, a lot of things sort of just resolved in time and with just maturity and with getting to know myself over time. Like, yeah. It wasn't until I was like 30 where I was like, oh, like things are starting to make a little bit of sense. Yeah. Well, our generation kind of got fucked, I feel like, because we don't really have like wise elders in our generation, like the and I'm not shitting on all boomers because there's plenty of like boomers who are like super intelligent and, you know, are great parents. 
but there was this big kind of thing that people were like more concerned with like acting young like you see with older women all the time like they want to dress like they're like 20 years old and you know even the men too and it's like your position your position at that like cycle of your life is to be like the wise elder type of person who's like mentoring young people and i kind of feel like we just don't have that in our society anymore and i only figured it out because i got like really into native american stuff and i was hanging out with this uh Tiwa Indian dude and I just saw it in their culture like they revere their old they revere their old people and their old people are like you know really spend a lot of time like mentoring and telling the kids and stuff and not not all the way they have all types of their own problems too but I don't know how, why we how we got away from that so much because that's how things were like forever you know yeah yeah so we have to figure it out on your own that's why like I feel like a lot of people don't figure shit out until they're 30 but that's like society yeah, there's there's so much broken in our culture. That's definitely a big a big part of it is is the missing sort of mentorship of of you know revered yeah. older you know elder statesmen, and then the other part of it could be like initiation right yeah rituals that, where yeah, like hundred percent yeah yeah we don't have that so you just we just keep like fucking around as if we're like kids when we're adults yeah. and and there's like this misalignment like you mentioned where we still got the shadow because yeah. we haven't been able to kick it yeah that's a huge a huge thing yeah people don't um. I don't know. It's also the kids too. Like, you know, most kids, even you could have like fucking Winston Churchill out here trying to give you advice. And some of these young kids would be like, Oh, fuck that dude. Fuck that. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know if you're allowed to curse on here or whatever, but that's the mentality of most of these kids. Like it would be, it would be like fall on deaf ears anyway. You know, it's like, it's so broken. I mean, the fatherless thing, that's a big thing too. Like I see it with my son, like most of his friends don't have dads, you know, and you see it with those kids. Like they're at a disadvantage, you know, it's like, you know, I grew up like that. Is everybody I knew grew up like that? You know, it's yeah, it's a lot of issues. So yeah, it'll work itself out though. It's true. I I I be, I'm optimistic about the future. I, I believe that we've we've had you know some down decades, but I think things are starting to turn around. I'm I'm seeing it around like the the fringes, and yeah, it, it's growing. You know, it seems like positive energy and, and good vibes, whatever you want to call us. This is like new world it is emerging. I'm, I'm just like seeing it here and there and yeah. it's, it's growing. But at the same time, there, there are some dark forces that have been rising up as well. Dark like, arts. You know, the dark arts is real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Back to the, um, I want to hear a little bit more about your time as a, an EMT because, or EMS, because I know, I know that some crazy, some crazy things go down on, on that on that job, and I'm curious oh, yeah. if you have any stories that you want to share from from that period. Yeah, you re- yeah you see some crazy shit. I mean, I was working in a lot of like the worst parts of New York City too, and then uh, I worked in this town in Long Island that you know you know how Trump is always like the, the MS13, the MS13. Like this town is like all MS13. It's like one of the towns I think he was talking about because. They like chopped up some like 12 year old girl there or something. Like they're crazy. But I would just routinely pick up people with like machetes stuck in them. Like I picked up homie had a machete like stuck right in the middle of his face once. Wow. And I get there and he was, it was like fucking King Arthur. Like this motherfucker's trying to pull the machete out of his own face. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, yo, dog, you can't do that. Like his brain was coming out. Just crazy, crazy stuff. So I'm like duct taping this thing onto his face and trying to get him to the hospital. Um yeah, we I saw so much crazy stuff, man. But then you see like miracles too. Like I saw a kid take a a, a rifle round right in between the eyes, like a twelve year old kid, and I picked him up and he and he lived somehow. It's 
It's crazy shit. Um, you do, you get saves too. Like you don't get a lot of them, but that's like really, I had a bunch of those too, where you're like, you know, you intubate somebody and you're like doing CPR on them and they're dead and they come back to life. That's some wild shit. Wow. Yeah. And then sometimes you like meet them. What does that feel like? It's a, it, it's a religious experience. That's the only way I would exp- If you're paying attention, cause it's like wild. The other thing, when you see a lot of people die, it's like, you can see the look in somebody's eyes when they're dead. Like not that you're not bringing them back. And like, there's a, you know, if you read the Tibetan book of the dead, they have all that like Bardo kind of stuff, you know, mm-hmm. there's some weird shit going on there. So to be around all of it is, um, yeah, it's crazy. I think I, that's why I was drawn to that too, because it was like the next closest thing to all the other craziness that was my life was about, you know, because you get it. I think it's a dopamine thing. Like you get addicted to craziness. You know what I mean? So it's like that, that was a way I worked with a dude who was in, uh, he was an army ranger and he was in like, this guy was in like Black Hawk Down and he was in all this, uh, he was in a bunch of crazy shit uh, in the first Iraq war. And then he like wouldn't get out of the military. He finally got blown up in Iraq and like bro- he broke his back for like the third time. And they're like, dude, we got to get you. We got to let you go. Like this is like the third time you blew yourself up. <laughs> so but he went and became a paramedic in Harlem because he just couldn't stop. He was like needed crazy sh- to see crazy shit all the time. Dang. And I don't think that's good for you. You know, I, th- I mean, I'm glad I have it, but like. You know, it took me a while to kind of like get chill that out of me or, or, or really like transmute it into something productive. You know, that's what I fi- that's what I try to do, you know? Yeah. So, man, there, there's definitely I feel I feel like we t- touched on another part of a missing piece of our culture at large is just like experience with death, because I've never really seen a dead body or somebody die, which is like and yeah, I have no fear. I, I don't fear death like of expose myself to these like concepts like you mentioned the Tibetan bucket dead where it's like yeah you know there's seems to be pretty obviously something beyond you know when when the body and and mind sort of shut down here whether there, there's this other forget the name of it i think it was called one mind but they talk about like all the experiences that people have that when they die and then they come back like yeah. they share being like above the table and whatnot but there seems to be like a pretty pervasive fear of death, which probably just stems from not enough people experiencing the people dying or, or like the death process. Yeah. hundred percent. I feel like if you look at our culture from like a, if you were an alien looking at our culture from outer space, almost all of this stuff is set up to give people a way to not look at death and not look at like the existential terror of existence. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what it is at a certain level. But it's like you don't have to look at it because you can just go on Netflix and you can go on TikTok and you can go on Instagram. And you can't do that shit like back in the day when you were like you're plowing a thousand acre farm. Like you're just sitting there behind a horse plowing the farm like you're alone with your thoughts. Like we've really made it that you can go throughout the entire day and never be alone with your own thoughts, you know? So it's more than just death. It's really like that whole um, being self-reflective at all. Yeah. And trying to make sense out of stuff, you know? So, and, and yeah, that's definitely to a detriment because that's kind of when you see people get older now, they lose their fucking minds. Like you see a lot of older people who are just Xanaxed and fucking antidepressants to the eyeballs. And it's like, why are you doing that? Because you've got to, they, they don't want to, um, they don't want to look at any of that stuff, you know? Yeah. 
young kids, young kids too. Unfortunately, it's just the pharmaceutical oh, yeah. dependency that is just like so pervasive. And and from a from a health standpoint, I guess we can shift again to your your interest in in health because this seems like a good jumping off point to that. When yeah. like how how does that journey? Because I know personally for me, it was like all over the place because there's so many different ideas about like how to get healthy and be healthy. Yeah. It's really, it's really tricky. I was kind of lucky, like I said, cause I, I had to deal with, I had like very, very complex, um, orthopedic issues. And then I also had a lot, like a lot of TBI stuff too, because I had, I boxed and I was just constantly getting in fights. So I had just been, I'm, I did that 23 and me shit and I, I'm like all Neanderthal, <laughs> but thank God. Cause I would be dead, bro. Like I've taken like bats to the head. I have a big dent in my head over here. Cause I took an aluminum baseball bat to the head, like full blast. Damn. I, I got in a fight at a party once and I drove, we drove out and I like knocked out this enormous motherfucker. And I was like, Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm the, I'm the shit. Right. And we like drive down the block and the kid had like cut us off on the other block and he took a brick and threw it through the window. So I like, took the brick in the face in a car going 40 miles an hour in the other direction. So I had to figure all that stuff out too, because wow. I think that that fucked me up too. Cause you know, if you study, if you look at people with uh, CTE and TBIs is it makes you like impulsive. Like that's why you see like that Aaron Hernandez, a lot of those guys, they get into trouble because it fucks up your like impulse control. Uh, so anyway, so yeah, I, I, especially with the orthopedic stuff, I got really lucky. I got, I stumbled upon Paul check like probably in the nineties or something because I had watched this like travel show and Laird Hamilton, they were doing a thing about Laird Hamilton. I don't know if you're familiar with him, the surfer. Yep. He, they did this like documentary about him and he started talking about Paul check and he was like, yeah, this guy like changed my life and he did all this stuff. And Paul actually like talked on it a little bit, but then I like went down a deep dive of what I, what I could find of his, his stuff at the time. Cause that was before like YouTube and, all that kind of stuff. But I got his book and that, that really helped me out a lot. You know, I still think he's like, I don't agree with him about everything, but I think he's like very far ahead of a lot of people. And he's, he's talking about all the shit that people think they figured out on Twitter. Like this guy was talking about it in the eighties, you know, <laughs> and people think they're like figuring stuff out, you know, it's like, yeah, there's a, there's a bunch of guys like that who are just way ahead of the curve. Yeah, that's why his his book, uh, How to Eat, Move, and, and Be Healthy, definitely one of the like yeah the Bibles of holistic health. Yeah, yeah, and there's stuff in it now that I don't think is right, but that doesn't mean it's like you got to remember, like this guy was kind of doing this shit, but him and Poliquin, and you know, there's uh, Dr. Krauss, like there's a handful of dudes who have been doing that stuff for a long time, but it wasn't many people, and there wasn't really internet back then, so you had to like you know read medical like real physical medical journals and all types of that kind of stuff. So yeah, I was lucky I got exposed to that. And then I went through all types of bullshit that was probably wrong. You know, I was like hardcore with keto for a while and <laughs> like shitting my brains out all the time. Cause I'm trying to like chug MCT oil, you know what? I think the biggest takeaway thing and Paul again has talked about this forever is everyone is completely different, but the diet that's going to work for me isn't going to be the ideal diet for you. And the most important thing is like, again, introspection and taking time with your body and like eating stuff and being like, all right, how does this make me feel when I eat this? Do I feel good when I eat this? Do I have energy? Am I cognitively on point? Am I having like a lot of negative self-talk? And you can do that with, with anything that you do, but it comes back what we were talking about. Like people aren't reflective, so they just ignore it. 
Like it takes a lot of your body telling you to go fuck yourself to get cancer. You know what I mean? Like you were jacked up for a long time before you like got the cancer, you know, your stomach probably hurt all the time and you probably had all types of issues. And, you know, we've just, again, we're in this world where you can kind of numb it down with Tylenol or whatever pharmaceuticals you're taking and just pretend it's not happening until it becomes like a catastrophe. And then, you know, yeah, but so that was that. And I just, I just kept digging and digging and digging. And then I learned a lot going through, uh, the medical training stuff that I did and, and by, uh, studying biochem and everything. And then, um, I was just always super interested in it and kept, kept researching, you know? And then I started, it was funny cause I started helping people at offices that I worked at doing tech stuff. Cause people would be like, Oh, he's healthy. Like he's really healthy. And they'd ask me questions. I tell them stuff and then they get better. And then other people were like, Oh, go f- ask that guy or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, everything is just super organic, you know. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely picking that up. It seems like your, your life has just has you've definitely um, kind of living, living in a way where where the universe is or the you know, life is unfolding in a way that that's just giving you sort of these these hints or these clues as to the next step. And it seems like you're, you're aware enough to kind of pick up on that and and pull the thread. Yeah. And you have the courage to kind of take the step into it and and see see what comes of it. Yeah, I'm all about following signs. The signs is like, I figured that that out pretty young from like intuition. Like, uh, I I always had like good intuition, and then like I would just notice people stuff with intuition, and and then I think you really like piss God off when you get a sign and you ignore it. Like, that's like shame on all your all your ancestors. You know? Like God gives you like you something hits you in the face and you're like, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna choose to be a pussy and not do this. And people do that all the time, you know? I've yeah. been real heavy on that. Uh, you know Joe Dispenza? You ever read any of his stuff? Yeah. 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 So I've been real heavy doing his meditations, like at least like twice a day. Sometimes I do them three times a day. But I just, and then I pray all the time for signs. And like the amount of signs I get on a daily basis, it's just like, if you just hung around, around me and I pointed it out to you all the time, you'd think I was like a fucking schizophrenic, but <laughs> it doesn't matter. Do you know what I mean? To me, it's just like, okay, we're, we're going in the right direction you know? Yeah. And I think that's, that's the way, that's the way to, to, to go about it. You know, I try to tell people all the time who aren't, or, or they're struggling with spirituality or anything else. It's like, pray for signs. Even if you don't believe in God, pray, pray to the universe, pray to whatever you want to pray to fucking Harry Krishna. It doesn't matter if you pray for signs and you pay attention and you don't have your head stuck up your ass, you will get signs. And you know, it's like, I, I really do believe that. What do you think? What do you think that is? That's God, man. That's well, you know, it depends on, it depends on how you're approaching it. You know, you could say the Holy spirit, whatever, whatever religious denomination you want to look at it from. What is your like conception of, of God? Like, what does God mean, mean to you? I I was like one of the new age. Like I, I was like, I was always very spiritual, but I, I, I was like, I guess I'm a Buddhist. Like that made the most sense to me. And then and not until a couple of years ago, I had like a crazy experience. Like I finally read like through Dostoevsky stuff. And then that um, completely, what I realized was everything that we've been told in like America, specifically about Christianity, has nothing to do with Christianity. Like it's all bullshit. Like this idea that like there's like angry sky God who's going to hit you with a stick. Like that's not what Christianity is. And the the actual uh, tradition of Christian Christianity is preserved much better in Orthodox Christianity, which is pretty rare in the, in the U S or 
even in most of Europe, I feel like. So I went, I really went down like that rabbit hole. And at first I didn't want to like listen to it. Like I, I, I did what I just told you. I, I got signs and I like refused to listen to the signs and God like pimp smacked the fuck out of me. Like I got in this crazy car accident. I broke my neck, Dang. all this fucking, no, I'm good. You know, I broke my neck. I broke my leg and I just, I like signed myself out of the hospital because I'm crazy. <laughs> and, um, but no, it was, it was literally like, no, you're going to listen whether you want to listen or not type of stuff. You know what I mean? And, um, yeah, I think there's really something to that because there's that whole, the whole idea of theosis, which they don't really believe in Catholicism or Protestantism is like, your life is always like trying to get closer and closer communion with God, which it's similar in some ways to some of the Eastern traditions. Um, but that's a super powerful concept and I don't know why, why they chose to take that out in the Eastern christian traditions but it's a really if when you go down the rabbit hole you're like damn like this is how the universe works like a hundred percent this is how the if you embody the logos that's what they call it like uh, you know truth beauty and good and everything that you do amazing stuff will happen if you do the opposite like horrible shit will happen and it's like it's a lot of like really old patterns you know it made me think of a few things um one is like just the power of that concept of the logos is, is so Awesome. Uh, to me, that's like kind of one way, another, almost a parallel to God. Like that's like God in action is this like yeah, yeah, yeah. logo. If God is like, you know, everything, then the logos is sort of like the way that it kind of unfolds and yeah, manifest. Intuition is sort of almost a way to like kind of yeah. pick up the waves of the logos and kind of surf on them in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, I forget the quote exactly because it's complicated, but it's something like, you know, God, God, God creates being so that being can remember that it's god which if you if i if you say that and you and you don't know that it's a christian idea you would think that that's like a buddhist or new age idea but yeah. that's actually like a super old yeah i'm really fascinated but i'm really fascinated by the intersection of like neoplatonism too and christianity because that's the whole bedrock of our society and we've all like we forgot it you know all these ideas that people have now like equity and you know mercy and grace and those are not like human default ideas. You know, they're like, they didn't exist before, before Christianity, before Christianity, things were a lot more like kill or be killed. It's interesting. Yeah. It's super interesting. I find all this stuff pretty fascinating because I, I wasn't raised with any religion at all. Somewhat agnostic, not really, didn't really think much yeah. about it. And then just kind of was allowed to find my own way, I guess, and assembled on Buddhism. And that was fascinating just because it was so different uh, from everything, yeah. everything else that had come across up, up until that point. And, this the concept of karma is, seems to be very real, you know? Yeah, <laughs> no, like, for sure. There, there's truth in, in all of them too. And, the, you know, this is again, like Christian West, uh, a lot of Christians, like you say that there's something good about anything else. And they'll like jump down your throat. But I have this book. I have this guy I love that. He's a, he's a, he's a crazy dude. He's like this um, native American guy, but he's like a Christian shaman. He studied physics and he says all this stuff and he came about it to his own understanding and from his own tradition that the like Eastern Orthodox saints talk about. Like he's, that's actually my handle, the thing that it says breath, matter and movement. But the crazy thing is like, if you read some of these, um, the early church fathers, they're saying the exact same thing that he's saying. Like there's the, the, 
that plenty of people have seen the patterns. It's just about how you put the pattern. The, 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 the thing that's unique about Christianity is it puts the patterns together in a way that makes a harmonious society if you do it right, mm-hmm. which is super. That's some next. That's some 4D chess shit that a lot of these <laughs> other people didn't figure out. A lot of these other people, they figured out bits and pieces. But like if you're sitting in a cave meditating all day like that, that's not a way to build a functional society. The thing that's really cool about Christianity is it works on like every level of analysis. Like we can have a conversation like this and then some old lady who can't read can go to church and she can pray. And like the idea in the logos and in a lot of the, a lot of the bedrock ideas are what made Western civilization functional because you can't have a function, a civilization like this without the 10 commandments, without like, like it's a way that if you act, good things will happen. And we're actually finding out right now, like we abandoned it at our own peril. Like we abandon it and then look at what's going on in our society. Like our society is a fucking dumpster fire. Yeah. But a big part of it is because like there's a way to live that things good and beauty and truth will come out of it. And there's a way to live that you'll make hell on earth. You know, and it's like, it's a super old idea, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it's always been a struggle and a challenge too, just like what's coming to mind is like trying to make it, especially now, like how do you make religion sexy, right? Like how do you make religion yeah, compete yeah. with all the social media? It's just not, no, it's just hard. not going to happen. But I, I see it from another angle now is this like emerging sort of uh, quantum physics, you know, it's just yeah. like other, where we're using our Western mind to make sense of this kind of like yeah, thing yeah, that yeah. we're talking about where they're like, yeah, yeah what we have in front of us, like we're, we're in this present moment. The future is kind of un- unfolding every, every moment, but it's like not written. It's not nearly as, as hard and static as, as a lot of people like to think it is like, we're not living in a movie that's been pre-directed and scripted. It's yeah. like, we're, we're definitely no, well, that's the crazy thing is yeah. Physics kind of like made a full 360 and came back to the religion, which is, it's kind of ironic. Yeah. I think there's a pro the problem though, is again, it's like, there's been many, many, many people who have, tried to derive an ethic from a rational place. And pretty much every time somebody does that, everybody dies. (laughs) Like that's what communism is, right? It's like, you don't need religion. We're going to derive our ethic just from rationalism. And it, and it's not just communism. There's been a ton of of societies that have tried that. It doesn't usually ends badly, but I don't know. I don't know what's, what's going to happen. I mean, there's kind of a thing right now. It's like either we figure out a way Either we figure out a way to like break people out of whatever the little spell that they're in right now is. And I don't know if it might be like artificial adversity. I think, I think like that's why with kids, there's such a big advantage, like getting them into something like jujitsu or kickboxing or, you know, something where you're providing like an artificial adversity to, to mimic what you would have, like, you know, before we had so many comforts. But, you know, either we're going to figure out a way to do that on a mass level or we're going to have some type of a like, some unpleasant stuff happen and then it'll happen for itself because that that's what happened like after like world war ii like i'm sure there were a lot of agnostics and atheists in the early 19th century who went and they got bombs dropped on their fucking heads for a couple of years and then they came back and they weren't agnostic and atheists anymore you know <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's it's you know? it's making me think that what's playing out what we were talking about earlier is what happens, you know, in our lives where we we see the signs, we ignore the signs, and then you get pimp slapped in the face. It's like happening on a on a yeah large scale. Yeah. Where- Paul 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 Chuck calls that the pain teacher, and I think I think that's a good 
It really is. It's like, and that it's another one. It works up and down the hierarchy. You know, it's like, you don't take care of your health. You're eventually going to get pimp smacked by the pain teacher. You know, yeah. you know, you let your society do whatever we're doing and same shit. Yeah. It's, it's, it's awesome to be able to connect with someone who sees it at this sort of like ground level foundational level, because it does seem rare, even with the health conversation. What I was thinking about this the other day, what, what percentage of people do you think are like actually healthy and let's just say America, like out of Americans are like actually. It's pretty, it's pretty low. Yeah. It's probably like 1% under 1% (laughs) (laughs) because the problem is it's so many scams too. you like, there's so many people who get caught into these. I'm going to do vegan. I'm going to do keto. I'm going to do, you know, and it's like, if you do, if you're doing all that stuff, like you can, you can mess yourself up doing that. You know, it's like, you see it with veganism particularly all the time. I mean, it's so easy to make yourself like extraordinarily malnourished in a super, super short period of time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Even with, with the current way that the modern world is made, we're all exposed with so much stress and, and toxicity just from even, you know, EMF, let alone, you yeah. know, all the particulates in the air and the water and, and the food, all the pesticides. Like it's really, it's even more important to, to have, you know, a full suite of nutrients that you can only really access through yeah. animalia, whether it's, you know, eggs, fish, beef, yeah. you know, it's essential. And then that, that milk, they're taking milk out of schools. I'm like, oh, like, that's like the last nutrient dense thing that these kids are getting. It's so, <laughs> yeah, that's wild. Yeah, it is. It, it even, yeah. In New York's the, that movement to have, what was it like vegan Fridays? It's just like sending the, the really the worst message possible is that like meat is unhealthy when in reality, we've got all this junk food that they're, you know, sodas and, and chips and all this pre-processed, pre-processed package, just like garbage food. And it's like, that's, that's the problem, you know? Yeah. It's insane. It's, it's really insane. It's, it's hard. Yeah. It's one of those things where, you know, that Hanlon's razor, you're familiar with that, where it's like, uh, you know, don't, don't assume, um, don't assume malevolence where, uh, incompetence will suffice basically. So it's like, you know, I, I try, I try as hard as I can not to be conspiratorial about stuff, but it's like, it gets to a certain point where you're like, what are we doing right now? It's like, you want people to be as sick as you can possibly be, you know? It's like what they did with like Whole Foods, you know, Amazon bought Whole Whole Foods and then basically Whole Foods used to have a little bit of grass fed meat. Now they'll have like one thing in there that's like grass fed meat and it's like twice the price of the regular meat. Yeah, it it, it gets to a point where it's like, why do why are we so bent and determined on keeping people sick? You know? <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you think that's just because I've, I've noticed that as well and. It does. It does seem to be like there's a, a profit motive potentially from the multi, you know, trillion dollar business that is the pharmaceutical industry and 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 the food industry sort of combined in the one conglomerate where this have so much power and and so much incentive to continue growing that power and their profits. Where it's you know they see a path to do that and and they have the power to enact it on on the on the population. Or do you- I think that's part of it. And then I mean, it all depends how far you want to go down the rabbit hole because then it's like. It's easier to control people who are stressed out of their minds and sick. You know, like that's there's there would there there would def it would definitely be beneficial to a, a lot of other people. You know, it's like you don't really have time to be having conversations like this when you're fucking half dead. It's like it's really sad. I mean, the reality of the situation is you go around and a lot of these people are like they're not dead, but they're mitochondrially essentially dead. Yeah. Like they just don't have energy to do 
anything. And I think when you help people too, that's like a really important first. People try to like drop like these crazy fucking programs on somebody who's already like, like I said, they're mitochondrially dead. It's like you're trying to revive a fucking mummy, right? So it's like you have to do that in a way where you can get the person some type of energy back first before you start trying to get them to. I mean, some people will. Some people just have such a bad like health scare or something that they're like, you know what, fuck it, I'm I'm gonna do really do all the stuff I need to do. But I, that's I feel like that's rare in my experience. You know, most people it's like you got to baby feed them. Yeah, baby bird, those motherfuckers. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it really is it you really are just like I, I remember when i was unhealthy it was like depression was a thing where my, my brain and my mind kind of couldn't generate any sort of you know positive energy where it was just like yeah. everything was pointless and stupid and yeah and that was from following a, a plant-based diet just because i thought it, you know i was i was uh, persuaded compelled by documentaries to think it was like the right thing to yeah, do. yeah that that are you talking about that what the health one what it was uh that one cowspiracy there there was like a, a range of them that hit that what the health man they killed a lot of people with that yeah they killed a lot of people with that i know a lady that her mom watched that and was like her mom was like 65 or 70 and was like i'm going vegan or something like that right this lady like bled to death because she became so anemic <sighs> she had some she was like internally bleeding like it's crazy it's insane you know and i feel like they have to know this stuff that that's what like i said it, it it kind of verges on making you get conspiratorial because it's like, you know, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and they do the studies with meat are usually very disingenuous. Like they're like, meat's bad for you. It's like, oh, well, read the study. And what was the, what was the meat that they use in the study? It's like, well, McDonald's patties. It's like, <laughs> Motherfucker, you don't need a 30 year, $5 million study to know that McDonald's patties are like ground up AIDS meat that they put in hot dogs and stuff is bad for you. Like, you're but they always present it in this very like disingenuous way yeah where like they're never doing studies on like grass-fed grass-finished beef or no. you know yeah it's uh it's just like bologna it's like we shoved yeah. we shoved three pounds of bologna in his mouth for three days <laughs> yeah, yeah. he didn't make it it's like yeah okay yeah. I, I believe you you know you're still yeah. a disingenuous fuck that you're trying to like present like manipulate this status to get people to do stuff that China study is the worst one. I don't know if you've ever really gone through that with the fine tooth comb, but I mean, they really, they psyoped a lot of people with that China study. And when you go through it, like even the math and the study is like jacked up. That was, like that was one thing. Like a, yeah. Uh, Paul Tech, about he talks about that a lot as well, where it's just like, are you, are you a Chinaman? Is, I don't know if that's politically correct, <laughs> but it's just like, it, it's very linked to, to, to the, to the genetics. Paul is not politically correct. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like, I, I don't know any, I don't know these days that sounds fine to me, but it's like, yeah, the yeah. you know it, it's like we're of Caucasian descent. Our ancestors were definitely eating heavy amounts of meat and dairy. Yeah. You know, it's, and so we, we're going to need that to to be able to operate efficiently. Yeah, no, it's probably you know, and then there's also like the uh, it's it, yeah, it, it's very nuanced too. And there's the whole idea of seasonality, which that messes a lot of people up because like if you're just constantly pouring like oxalates and um, phytic acid into like all the time, like that wasn't um, anthropologically that didn't happen. You know, it's like you ate a lot of vegetables in the summer and the fall, but you know, the rest of the time it's like you were probably drinking a lot of milk, eating a lot of meat, eating a lot of fermented food, you know, probably bread. But I mean, like there's like all these things. Yeah. I think that's the right lens to look at it is like trying to, trying to eat in alignment, you know, 
anthropologically. And also, yeah, that thing that Paul ch- talks about with genetics is huge. And everyone ignores that. Like everyone fucking ignores that. If you take a dude from Hawaii or not Hawaiian Polynesian descent or whatever, and you feed him like a super keto diet, you're probably going to, f- or carnivore, you might fuck them up. They're not genetically designed to eat that, you know? Yeah. Sure. They're eating a lot of fish and other stuff, but you know that, yeah, it's a deep rabbit hole, but yeah, most people, that seems to be lost on most people, which is, um, the funny thing is it's simple too once once you really get down to it because you know you can really make it pretty simple but people overcomplicate the the heck out of it you know (laughs) yeah yeah is that is that part of the reason why you're looking to transition more and more into health and in the coming sort of seasons of your life is it's just a a place that's been powerful for you something you're passionate about and, and a place where you see opportunity to help people yeah, definitely. I've always any I always like like problem solving. Any like puzzly kind of problem solving stuff. So, yeah, so the tech stuff, I mean, that kind of scratched that itch. I I like figuring stuff out that other people can't figure out. That's like some crazy kind of issue, but yeah, I'm not real I don't I'm not passionate about it too much anymore. And I've always been passionate about health. And I kind of see it as more than that though. Like social media to me was like very um like the whole thing like was not something I really ever saw myself doing because I was I don't know, the way I grew up. It's like, I didn't even want to take pictures or do any, any of this kind of stuff. It's just antithetical to how I grew up. But then I kind of had like a vision, I guess after that car accident. And I was like, you know, well, there is a way like that whole logos thing. And there's a Dostoevsky quote. He's like, you know, every man is responsible for like, no sin is isolated. Like every man is responsible for the sin of every other man. Right. And so a lot of that is also it's not like some a sin you did. It's like a sin like you didn't do. So it's like a lot of times the stuff that you fail to do is worse than the stuff that you like actually like some specific thing that you fucked up. Right. So it's like if you could be like helping a ton of people with some with something that you're knowledgeable about, but you're not, that's a sin in a certain sense. Right. You know that Akira the Don dude? Yep. Yeah, he has a, a a rant he goes on and he's like he's like you're being like a stuck pixel in the universe. You know? He's like the the video of creation and your dumbass is like a stuck pixel and you're like not doing what you're supposed to do. And I think that's that's the right heuristic to look at it. It's like, you know, if you can be helping people or like making the world less shitty, you should be helping people and making the world less shitty, you know? Absolutely. And that's a really powerful place to to land this conversation that i've really enjoyed we we went deep on on a lot of different areas and i really appreciate the time that you spent sharing yeah man definitely we should uh you know keep in touch or whatever yeah i I enjoyed talking to you too absolutely yeah and thank you for lighting the fire under my ass